All right, welcome to the Sober Heathen Podcast. I am Scott, I am sober, and I am a heathen. Uh, today we're supposed to have a guest from Ireland, but we had to reschedule, so unfortunately you're stuck with uh, yours truly. Uh, just kind of wanted to talk about a few things today. Um, you know, uh, you know I, I think it's very important, and I think we talked about this a little bit on the Twitter space, I think it's very important to realize that if you put yourself in treatment or AA meetings, you're you're going to be told that uh, this takes time. It's going to be at least a year, blah blah blah, before this and that and the other thing happen. Um, I'm 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 coming to find out that that is extremely true. It's uh it's dead nuts. Um, <clears throat> you know things were pretty fucking sweet and smooth uh, right around the six month mark. Um, uh, things just seemed to be falling in place, opportunity after opportunity. And then even now there's, I mean, obviously um, with the mild success that uh, the podcast has had with the uh, range of people uh, from different places uh, um, being on the podcast, uh, that that's pretty cool. And, you know, the response I get when I tell people that, you know, I, I think of it in my head a certain way. And then I tell people, you know, I, I try to advertise it, that fact a little bit on there to encourage people to come on you know, that they've been from all these states and other countries and stuff now. And, you know, the response I get is like, wow, that's really cool. You know, I just had an interview. I just finished literally uh, like three minutes ago, an online uh, kind of not really an interview, but just kind of a talk. Um, And, you know, telling this person, you know, that I've had people from all these places like, wow, that's really awesome. And and it is really awesome. Um, But to get back to my point, you know, like I've, I've said many times around the six month mark, it was really good. And then like the day after my six month, um, anniversary some people call it an anniversary but uh, my sobriety date um you know that was a rough day and then these last uh two months coming up on uh eight months here in eight days actually um you know it's been extremely up and down very difficult to maintain any kind of consistent positivity uh consistent um action you know i'm finding it really hard to want to go anywhere and do anything i i mean um i was here last weekend and i got a phone call and asked if i wanted to go out and um spend some time with some with some people and i i jumped on it i was like oh my god yes let me get me out of here um but since that day it's um yeah i haven't really wanted to do anything or go anywhere or and it's just, uh, it is what it is. So that whole year thing, I, it, it's becoming more and more true. The things that people say, <clears throat> excuse me, the things that people say, uh, it, it's like these people know what the hell they're talking about. I'm going to take these off because they're going to shut off anyway, because there's no noise coming back to me. There's nobody talking to me. Uh you know, I'm sure the year is not a precise science. And by dwelling on that and, and, and three months from now, you know, you hit that year and you're like, oh, I'm free and everything's going to be better. And then it's it's going to be a rude awakening, I think, if you set yourself up for failure. So I'm doing my best not to do that. Um, I'm, again, looking back through my notes from in jail. And I mean, I think I've showed it before for those of you that watch on YouTube. Um that's a stack of notes that I put together in uh, just under uh, two months of jail. I think it was 45 days, a couple weeks shy of two months and just writing and writing and writing in there and uh, coming up with ideas when I decided to, you know, get back into my podcast uh, that I had started right before I went in. And um, 
I just, uh, you know, I, I still don't feel that choosing to drink alcohol would be, um, would make anything better. So that's a, I mean, for me that that's weird in a way, but it's also, it's been long enough now where it's not like an insane thought, like it felt in the beginning. It felt insane to think that alcohol wasn't going to be a part of my daily life or in some capacity, you know, um, it feels a lot better now, uh, and less, less draw, but it it is kind of concerning, you know, the lack of energy and the lack of want to do shit. Um, you know, I don't want to do this. I, I just got done talking with the lady for this job prospect, which just talked to somebody cause I'm a felon, see if they want to proceed. And, um, uh, you know, that, that didn't bother me. You know, I mean, I, I, I've accepted that and that's going to be something that <clears throat> is, uh, is going to be commonplace. You know, um, we have, the system has set, set people up for failure. Um, I, I, I personally can't understand how anybody can be a felon, uh, when it's a nonviolent crime. I, that just makes no sense to me, especially with the, um, uh, the juju that being a felon brings, um, on a person. Um, there are lists and lists of places that hire people with felonies. So, and those, I, I believe those felonies can be of, of a variety of types. Um, and that's really cool because people have to work and, and, and you just keep hearing, you know, all the time, you know, we can't find anybody to work. I mean, there's a restaurant in Bay City, which is a city relatively close to me. They, they, uh, they built the place. It's all done. I believe it's ready to go and they can't find anybody to work it. So it just sits there and it's a brand name. I believe it's a Yaya's. And that's a brand name restaurant that can't find people to work. Um, but I'm starting to believe and I'm starting to realize that there are a lot of people that probably would work that can't work. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to name any names, but I have family members who have just been okay with this lifestyle. Well, you know, I don't have a license. Uh, well, I'm depressed. Well, I'm this and that and the other thing. And, you know, they have worked one job in their life, maybe two, um, not for any extended period of time. And they've just accepted this lifestyle. Um, I mean, very close family members. I, I can think of three right off the top of my head uh, that have barely worked, you know, um, you know, a handful of years in their lifetime because they've found ways to not have to do that. And And I'm not, listen, I am the last person to place judgment on anybody. Um, if you have a physical uh, ailment that prevents you from working, that, that that's not what I'm saying. And, and that's not the case in these situations. Um, and I think that's where I'm really struggling is the uh, comparison that I create in my head of these people. And most of my people in my, my, my circle don't even know these family members because I'm not close with them, but I know them. And I was close enough as a child <clears throat> with them that uh you know it um I, I i draw these comparisons all the time and i am not these people my my rational mind knows that but my irrational mind the irrational thought that leads to the addiction to begin with um it as they called it in treatment um it irrational thinking is what leads to me making those poor choices and going back to the bottle um you know literally every five seconds while i was deep in it so these rational thoughts, you know, are just, I mean, they are bombarding um, right now, you know, and I likened it the other day to Venom, uh, the comic book character. 
and uh you know it's an organism that gets inside this guy and you know they they kind of fight for supremacy in a way and then they learn how to work together and and um but you know at any point venom could take over and 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 be in control um and and venom is a little more or a lot more chaotic than the person that he is um infiltrated um i think that's a good analogy you know i i think right now uh my venom is is um it's under control in the, that i'm not going to feed it um i'm not going to feed it the the wobble pop i <laughs> I like to use that reference when it comes to alcohol. I'm not going to give Venom wobble pop, uh, but Venom really wants it. And uh, he, he wants to continue to um, push those irrational thoughts in my head to keep pushing me down farther and farther in hopes that um, given the opportunity, I'll break and I'll, I'll consume that poison again. And uh, I'm, I'm still very confident that that is not something that's going to happen. Uh, so there is confidence inside the shell right now um inside this head it's noodle this noggin whatever um as far as that goes um my confidence has taken an extreme hit over the past uh, few weeks and and almost every area of my life uh you know certain relationships uh job search um you know uh, as a father uh, you know uh provider a parent you know who is supposed to provide for his children um you know the podcasts you know i i'll have a podcast and then i'll get a handful of people say oh that was a really good one and i'm like man i thought that sucked i didn't think that i asked very good questions i didn't think that you know i um you know i i gave it my all but you know uh, luckily when i don't do it solo i have guests that can really uh really carry the uh carry the load for me so um luckily i've i've been very fortunate in having some superb guests on the podcast which has really really helped me during these uh these times of doubt and and irrational thinking um you know i i, I had a whole podcast set up and i won't go into it now this isn't going to be a 45 minute podcast but uh i was just looking at these notes and 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 maybe i'll uh dive into this a little bit more but it was uh the title of it was create or complain you know and i think that's uh i think that's really good um but again now you know there's more thought in, that goes into it it's not that simple you can't just fight your way out of mental health issues um depression anxiety and i i'm coming to find that i think my anxiety is really the killer here it's not so much depression but it, or maybe it is i don't know you know what the, the the medical definition is of those two but definitely my anxiety gets up and i get worked up and I create scenarios in my head because of that 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 uh, anxiety and 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 it really beats me down. So it's not as simple as you know, suck it up, Buttercup, get up and create something, and quit complaining. Uh, or you don't have just two choices. The two choices are not just get up and create something, create a better day, um, or complain. Um, there are factors that are in this thing that, uh, especially in the beginning of recovery. And again, I'm not I'm not long into it, so I'm not an expert. But what I am regurgitating is the things that I've been told in treatment. I am an expert in treatment. I feel I've been there several times. Uh, they say that 20 hours of practice in something, and then you'll be considered good at it. Well, I put a lot more than 20. I put a bunch of 20 hours into treatment um, in 2022. I put a bunch of hours into AA and studying the big book. And I put a, a ton of time in, in really focusing on what I'm feeling and what's causing it. Um, I am not an expert 
uh, but I have experience. Um, so um, I'm creating, I'm creating this podcast. I'm uh, trying to create an opportunity by waking up a half an hour before this two o'clock meeting <laughs> and uh, putting a, a collared shirt on. I didn't wear my hat for, for the, for the interview. And I put on a happy face and, and made jokes. And I think it went, it went fairly well. Now, this is going to be a commission thing. Okay. So you're basically a salesman, man. And I, I'm not good at pushing people. I, I, I took a job one time selling um, smoke detectors and I made a few sales or whatever, but those were all like friends. I don't know if I sold it to anybody that I didn't know or somebody I knew knew them. Um, they were a good product, but you know, it was right in the middle of COVID and, you know, people weren't working and it's like, you, you're trying to sell these things, which are, I mean, they're fantastic. I mean, they're way more expensive than a smoke detector that's in your home. But once you actually learn um, what they taught you and and, and the things uh, that you learned about the smoke detectors that in your, in your home, uh, it was quite alarming. Um, it, you know, um, and now I'm about to go on a spiel to try to sell you uh, smoke detectors that I don't sell anymore. No, I, that's a, uh, um, that's, that's, that's getting the train off the tracks a little bit, but, um, yeah. So, uh, trying to create this a little bit, um, you know, uh, something that was interesting. And and if you listen to this and you've listened to this, I'll try to wrap it up here to keep this fresh in your mind. And I'd really like to get some feedback from people that do listen to this, whether it's in the comments at YouTube or you find me on Facebook or Twitter, uh, at the silver heathen. You know, I, I wrote this down and I don't know where I got it. It was probably listening to podcast in, the, in, in, in jail, but it says an animal won't drink unless it's thirsty. They don't understand that that may not be available in the future. So this animals, animals aren't going to go drink in excess. They're not going to drink in excess of water. You can put it there for them, but unless they're thirsty or co- and comfortable enough to drink, obviously, if there's a fear factor there, but if you have comfortable animals, uh, that are pets, they're not going to go just drink a bunch of water just to drink it. Um, oh, I'm thirsty. I'm going to go to the spot where I know there's water. They will drink. They don't understand that, or animals in the wild, let's say, you know, they go to a watering hole. They don't understand if they're not thirsty today. Okay. And they're not thirsty for a few days. It doesn't rain and the hole dries up and they go back because they're thirsty and it's gone. They don't understand to take that drink while you can, you know, as far as survival goes. So I thought that was an interesting, um, interesting quote and interesting way to think about these things. Um, I want to dive into that a little bit more, but just throw that out there and see what we can uh, come up with that. Um, Yeah, I just got a text back from this person. I'm going to go ahead and check it while I'm here, see what it says. Okay, so talking about the um, the felony, it says, so I just called the Department of Insurance. Uh, they said that they cannot say for sure right now if it would be denied for the license, but that is not something they typically deny licenses for. So, yay, she says. Uh, we'd most likely just do some extra paperwork, send it to the court, uh, send it in court documents, and most likely be approved. So, um, sounds sounds uh, hopeful so 
uh, we will see. I, I, the only reservations that I have on this is my ability to push a sale. I am, I'm aggressive when it comes to recovery. You know, the other day on the uh, Twitter spaces, Rich read an article about J Lo bringing alcohol into the house with uh, Ben Affleck, who's struggling with addiction, and I think I called her an asshole and a dick. Um, that I can do. I can I can speak loud and 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 aggressively uh, defending folks who are fighting from their free, for their freedom of this bullshit disease. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't have a problem doing that, but, um, you know, I, I wasn't that strong, a, a salesman pushing, uh, smoke detectors. So we'll see, um, uh, how this goes. I mean, the worst case scenario, um, you, you got to pay like $124 for $3,000 worth of certifications. So the worst case scenario, throw that money in there, get the certifications, add that to the resume and, and and give it a whirl. Right. I mean, I got nothing else to do. I got, I got to take chances and, um, you know, um, in these jobs, you got to remember that you're probably never going to see these people again. That's, that's one thing that I really wasn't able to focus on, but I was also in the, in the, while I was trying to sell smoke detectors at one point, um, during that, I was found passed out in a school parking lot. So maybe it wasn't my best foot forward there. Uh, but anyway, uh, I appreciate you listening. Please um, please take a minute to uh, to find us on social media. Give a like. And I say us because this is a team effort. The, the people that come on here uh, deserve uh, to be heard uh, because they are, they are being brave and they're putting the story out there, trying to help people that are struggling. And I, the struggle is terrible. And if you haven't gone through addiction, you know, um, maybe you've went through a relationship that you were completely in love and the other person wasn't. And you just wake up and you grab your phone every five seconds. Did they text me? Did they text me? Did they text me? No, they didn't text me. You wake up in the morning. Oh my God, did they miss a message or a phone call from this person? Um, I don't know if you've ever had that, or maybe there was a job that you really wanted, or you're trying to get into college and you really wanted to get that acceptance letter and you run out to the mailbox every day and it doesn't come and it doesn't come and it doesn't come that type of thing. That's the, that's the obsession every second, every minute of every day. Um, when it comes to alcohol, where I was, uh, I can speak on that for sure, for certain. It was wake up in the morning, check all the bottles. Um, it was a giant fist pump. If you found a full one, um, it was a, a groggy, uh, feel like shit mess, um, to get in the truck and, and, and go and find a way to get some money to, to go and, and get more alcohol. Uh, the money was the easy part. I mean, I'd, my grandma would facilitate. She would eat a plate full of shit that I handed to her, all kinds of stupid made up excuses and lies. Um, so that wasn't the hard part, but it was the hard part was trying to get dressed up and not look like a raging fucking alcoholic to walk in the store. Um, you know, um, spoiler alert. I don't think I was fooling anybody, eh, especially toward the end. So Anyway, uh, again, thank you for listening. This um, this isn't a, a wah-wah. This isn't a, a poor me. This is this is the, me speaking about how I'm feeling. Um, I am very fortunate to be where I'm at right now. I am not in a cage um, because I have an addiction, so that is a plus. And uh, that is a goal of this podcast: is to to try to spread the word that uh, a cage doesn't doesn't stop people who are who are in the middle of the addiction. Um, but that's for another day. Um, this is just me talking about how I'm feeling right now. And hopefully somebody listens and can relate a little bit. And, you know, I, I don't have to drink today. I don't want to drink today. So if you're not there yet and all you're thinking about is using, 
grabbing that substance of choice and putting it into your system to feel better. I, I, I can tell you when they tell you that life is better without it, I promise you it is true. I promise you it is true. Just find a way to not use today. Find a way to not put that substance into your system today. And one of these days, life's still going to suck at times. I mean, that's just the truth. Life is still going to suck at times. But it's not going to suck to the point where you're going to want to kill yourself with these substances anymore. That is true for me today. And I can I can handle this. You know, if the worst thing that I do right now and with these feelings that I have and I don't put alcohol into my system, if the worst thing I do is just go back to sleep and and enjoy the crazy dreams that my meds are are, are giving me, even though they're they're not very positive lately. Um I've never had a true nightmare. I've but uh, anyways, I look how I jump all over the place. There is hope, you will feel better. You won't have to use the substance to continue uh, continue on with your life. I promise. And that's where I'm going to end this thing. So thank you for listening. Please uh, leave comments, like, subscribe, find us on social media. Let's let's help get the word out. The, the people that have been on this thing deserve to be heard, as I said. Um, get the word out so people like Rich and Michelle and Jack and, and Crystal um, and Gail, uh, you know, all these people can be heard. Laura. You know, I know I'm going to be missing, uh, missing people, but they were all super important. Anthony, uh, Justin, you know, everybody that's been on here has had something that can help somebody else. They helped me, every single one of them. So, again, thanks for listening. Uh, check out the other podcast, and we will talk soon. I promise that as well. Take care.